All right. Go ahead. I'll just. I'll, here, here's a hot take. Uh, Boba Fett was never good. Welcome to the bottom of the internet. This is Another Dead Pixel, the podcast that always remembers to leave the toilet seat down. Um, I am your host. My name is Nick. Here with me today is the man who became the first human NFT. It's Joe. Joe, how you doing today? Yeah, well... I'm doing all right, but unfortunately, me being the NFT, that wasn't my idea. That was actually done against my will. Uh, my lawyers are looking into it, trying to get me uh, free from that. Because, I, I mean, everybody hates you now because you're an <laughs> NFT. Well, they don't hate me personally. They just hate what I represent. Uh, and, you know, once again, <laughs> it was supposed to just be a short clip for YouTube shorts. And somehow they turn it into an NFT. I mean, it's like, who knows? There's just a one button away from doing something stupid to doing something evil. I mean, <laughs> I see. I, I see what you're saying. So but you're also saying that um, that you want people to separate the art from the artist, you being the art. And I don't know who made you. Uh, but there, they would be the artist that is trying to steal, st- basically steal money from people. Is that is that what I'm hearing? I, yeah, and I guess I, I guess I'm um, easily uh, easily duplicated, and uh, you know you can easily just slap a number on me and just print. You know, so I'm like a dime a dozen. Uh, I'm gonna I'm I gonna mean, have a JPEG of you uh, as my uh, yeah. as my profile picture. <laughs> well, it's just you know. Uh, just just don't give any Ethereum to it and you'll be fine. Seriously, though, if you were an NFT, what company or person would make you? What? So as you as you are, what company or person fits with like, I would make a Joe NFT. I mean, I guess besides another dead pixel. <laughs> yeah, I know that that'd be about it, right? Uh, probably some... Um, uh some recovery group or something like you know uh some some uh you know psa warning being like you know don't go to vegas and don't gamble or else you're gonna wind up like this guy a couple hundred dollars down uh okay so so you just recently like uh within the past few hours um got back from a trip to vegas is that is that right yeah so uh i touched down at like you know one this morning and so for those who uh, don't know, we're, um, this is episode 11. <laughs> oh yeah. This is episode <laughs> 11. <laughs> so we're recording this on a uh, Saturday morning, opposed to the, uh, Friday night or, the, or that we usually like to do, uh, mainly because my flight came in and, uh, yeah, so it's, it's bright and early. Got about good four hour shut eye and, uh, yeah. Uh, we ended up uh, had a good time in uh, Vegas. Uh, a buddy of mine, we we planned this trip years ago. Uh, we literally uh, COVID the day that we or the week that we were supposed to go out. They had just closed the entire strip. Uh, the entire strip, like there's no buffets, no gambling. The entire strip was done. You might have seen a bunch of photos from people in their hotel rooms being like, "Look at this ghost town." 
we were supposed to be there for that. And we're like, we were able to uh, avoid it. And different plane companies and uh, hotels and stuff, they're like, we'll hold on to your money for you. Uh, and then you can reschedule. And eventually, after two years or so, they're like, yeah, you're going to have to use that money or else you just, it's ours now, just forever. And so, like, I guess we're going on this trip. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because uh, I was, yeah. Um, I was kind of wondering, like, man, that's that's a that's a really nice trip. Uh, kind of the blue too, right? Kind of out I of mean, the blue. <laughs> and then uh, I think you got another trip planned here here next month. Um, so I was kind of like, that's a lot of trips, but okay. And now it makes sense. You, yeah, because my mom was in a similar situation. She she was planning to go to Hawaii, um, and then uh, all that happened, and so she she's still lost some money i think on it but but uh managed to get the the plane tickets reworked out but yeah so um vegas though i mean you went with a buddy and uh i guess uh you guys had quite a bit of fun is that right yeah so my wife was super awesome so shout outs to her and my mother-in-law for sure uh my mother-in-law is like yeah, so uh, we asked her. She's like, "Yeah, I'll I'll come from out of state to help watch the kids while you go have fun." Uh, so, uh, yeah, my my you know not even three month old. She's like, you know, got, and my son. They both they're both being like, "I'm sorry, kids. Um, you're gonna forget about me anyways the moment the door shut. So don't worry." Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we we touched down. We ended up doing a bunch of stuff. We uh, we did the. Uh, we went up to the, I think it's called the Qua. It's a uh, Caesar's Palace uh, spa. And that thing is like wicked expensive. Um, my buddy treated me to that. And, uh, you know, uh, an expensive uh, massage. And then we, you know, they include the Roman bath for, um, you know, it's like, it's gender uh, specific. So, you know, a lot of the photos, like the promo photos were showing like, yeah, husband and wife or something are like a couple together. I'm like, that's, it was like, why do you do that when all the other stuff on the paperwork like says, you know, it's only per gender. So, uh, but yeah, it's just, they're like for every massage you get, you get like a three hour package or something like that. So they have multiple saunas, multiple types of like, you got a hot bath, cold bath, or, and then like a, a body temperature one. Uh, yeah, it's just, we just lounged and just, you know, slothed it out for a good three hours and uh, it was a good time. Uh, we went there, we did a couple, saw a couple shows, did the, um, the MJ live, uh, not to be confused with the Michael Jackson one show. Cause that one is Cirque du Soleil. Uh, MJ live is a tribute. Uh, so that's about a little over an hour long and that one was really cool. I, uh, uh it's, it's funny you should mention that, but like I did, so I had a, my, the last company I worked with, we, the, the headquarters were in Vegas and we had a, um, a retreat, uh, there. And one of the things that they had us do was go to Cirque du Soleil and we did the Michael Jackson Cirque thing. Okay. Uh, and it was, it was really cool. Um, it was really cool. All the Cirque, all the, all the circus people and, uh, and acrobats were really awesome. Um, but the weird, but the weird thing about it was that it was pretty apologetic about. Well, not really apologetic. It was, it was pretty defensive about Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> it, it was just like vaguely, like all these people taking pictures of me and printing horrible things about me. It's terrible. 
And so, for those who don't know, Circus Soleil has generally has a story behind oh, yeah. their bit, um, and it's so it's like. Um, it's like a rock opera, like adjacent. They just they take the music and then they kind of form their own tale to tell. I don't know anything about the Michael Jackson one. I but I did see last time I was in Vegas, um, uh, the Beatles love one, mm. and so they take all the Beatles music and they kind of make their own story to it. And starting off from like World War II, essentially, yeah. uh, and kind of moving through time. Yeah. So, so it, it was just sort of like, okay, I guess uh, that's. Um all right you know but but the 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 uh the acrobats and stuff are really cool um but anyway that's my Cirque du Soleil story go ahead <laughs> yeah no it's uh yeah so we the MJ live the dude was uh the dude was really good he he sang uh, wonderfully and the, the choreograph uh moves and stuff were just spot on uh we we were up and close uh yeah it's funny because we were there waiting in line and this one couple that was behind us uh it was her birthday and because we were there early and we had like the expensive seats uh she chose her and her husband chose to sit right at the table next to the stage just right up against it uh we we wanted to be a little more comfortable so we were a little further back in a booth and we're like yeah this is good for us uh but yeah uh if you're up by the if you want to be eye to eye you go to one of those tables and he'll look dead, dead in the eyes and just sing to you you know and then they allowed um they allow all the video you want for the most part. Yeah. Just don't record the whole thing from start to finish and no flashes. Uh, but they were really cool with camera work. So some of the people up in front were just recording and he would just, he would be singing and then he looked dead in the camera and start singing to the camera too for like, you know, on your cell phone for a hot sec. And it was, it's pretty cool. Uh, that cool. dude really worked the crowd. Well, uh, we, we saw that. We also did the Tournament of Kings at Excalibur, which is their version of Medieval Times. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was actually pretty good. I was surprised how good it was um, because we have a Medieval Times by us outside of Chicago, and that one's you know, that one's good. Uh, but it was funny because this air, this arena is much smaller uh, in scope compared to that one uh, at Medieval Times. So Tournament of Kings, like you have the t- three different seats, and like from the cheap seats, quote unquote, to the expensive ones was like a difference of like seven dollars. And we're like, for seven bucks, let's pick the front row. You know, let's let's pay for that. And uh we had some Canadians uh to my right. Uh and they were we were all seated uh different countries were listed as the your seating uh areas. And so front and center uh on one side on the bottom side was like dragon uh and the rest were all countries. Uh, dragon I guess is supposed to be just England like a generic England. Okay. Um Slash also potentially the bad guy, uh, but then opposite of Dragon, right? You know, front and center. Uh, so the, like the fifty yard line, if you were, because it's an oval shape, uh, was Russia, and so we were front and center in Russia, and never cheered so hard for the Russians ever. Uh, that was great. <laughs> Our dude was unsportsmanlike uh, during the horse races. He hit the dude in the back of the head, and. Uh, us and the Canadians next to us, we were just like hooting and hollering, you know, screaming. You know, it was it was a good time. Uh, <laughs> I love I love Canadians. There, I've I've met a lot. There was there was one that I didn't like back in Japan, but every other one I've ever met has always been really great. <laughs> it was funny. They um yeah, they were always my best drinking buddies in in Korea for sure. Um, but usually, I mean, like ninety percent of the ones I met were outside uh, the GTA. Uh, greater toronto area okay uh, so 
Okay. Is that in, is that on purpose? Uh, GTA. They, they 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 refer to like if you say GTA, they'll understand because there's like new market and stuff like that. I, um, it's just funny because you know you'll just generally say like how if you're close enough to a major city, you'll just claim to be part of that major city, and they're like, oh yeah, where from? Well, actually, we're kind of in the sticks, you know, like you know, we're actually outside the suburbs. Well, it's, it's easiest to say, you know, but that whole area outside of Toronto is it's, all still pretty packed. It's like being um, from New York State and not from like. Mm-hmm. And like from near New York City, you're just like, yeah, I'm not. But I, no yeah. one understands that anywhere else. So just yeah, say for yeah. sure. Uh, or yeah. claiming to be from New York when you're actually uh, just across the bridge in Jersey. Uh. <laughs> Poor Jersey, so. man. <laughs> I, I, I'm always. I I feel like I don't hate Jersey as much now because of Vinny Caravella. Always talking about like living in Jersey and stuff, and uh, a few other people. Because it's like, man, they're... Yeah, but Jeff Beckler makes me be like, yeah, no, Jersey gets the rep for it deserves. <laughs> is, he, is he born and raised Jersey boy? Yeah, he's he's he lives in Hoboken, and he talks about how Hoboken gets a bad rap. And it's just funny because... Um, it's just funny. Uh, one of the things was like, uh, Hoboken is in Max Payne 3, and they make it look like the most like scum part of the country. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Because it's just only it's only there for a hot minute, and then as Max Payne does the murder, and then he's like, "I gotta leave country," so he goes to Brazil to do the Man on Fire uh, bit, you know. Okay. So I never played the Max Paynes, but okay, okay. <laughs> oh, the third one was done by Rockstar, so they just like let's just take Man on Fire and then make it into a game. Okay. So that's a really good Denzel mo- uh, movie for sure, though. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. I mean, not to jump oh, off that, onto that. It's the but... remake. There was an original Man on Fire that I never saw. Yeah, like I, I liked it. Um, I saw it kind of later and on TV, so I wasn't, I wasn't like enthralled with it. Maybe if I had seen it whenever it came out in theaters, I, I would have enjoyed it more. But, but anyway, yeah. So you were talking about uh, Excalibur with the, uh, yeah, yeah, screaming with the Canadians. Uh, <laughs> uh, that that whole show is totally worth it. Uh, they'd give you, you know, it's a, it's a, a meal and uh, you know, a show together and. Uh, yeah, we went from that. We did. Uh, well, I'll talk a little bit more about it later. But we went from there to uh, an escape room uh, right afterwards, and it was a a, a saw themed escape room. Uh, so it was officially licensed. Yeah, yeah. And that was a good time. Uh, and we ended up going to a, a video game bar later that same night. So Dude, it was a long evening. You were you were texting me though and saying that the saw the saw escape room was really awesome. So I've done like. Two or three escape rooms, uh, I guess at least two, and they were, you know, good and fun. But I was wondering what you thought about this one. All right, well, we have a, uh, for example, we have a couple of them where I live, and uh, there's a, uh, you know, different tiers of difficulty, uh, and it depends on what size groups. You know, generally speaking, if you have a, they'll dumb it down for you. If it's also, it depends on the set, the size. Um, so the scale for like one of the ones here, it's like 20 bucks for an hour or no, 20 bucks for like a half hour escape room, but it's only for two people, you know, a minimum. Uh, and then they'll have like, uh, you know, maybe 30 bucks or something like that for a four person or more. And uh, yeah, this one was, I think it's starting out at 50 bucks uh, a person. And then you can get like a VIP package one, which is like a hundred bucks. And that'll add a few more actors and oh, you're like, wait a minute, when you're reading that, you're like, Oh, there's actors. Uh, and then, and they often give you like special photo ops and stuff like that. 
Um, but yeah, for the 50 buck package, uh, you know, you, I see in order to get there, it's, uh, it's a little North of the, the main Vegas strip. So, uh, you're, it's somewhere between closer to the strat, uh, the, the stratosphere opposed to, so North of Caesar's palace and stuff like that. And it's also not, it's also like a parallel to the left side of the strip. So if you ever go off the strip and especially go, if you go towards the left, towards the highway, I can't remember the number, but if it goes North and South, um, right next to the highways, all where the strip clubs are, the gentlemen's clubs and the, like the firing range and stuff like that. So you cut, and then there's nothing else there. It's just all empty dead buildings. So it looks very vacant. Uh, mm-hmm. so there's no way you're on that side of the town being like, ah, uh, I was just lost. I wasn't at the gentleman's club. You know where you are, buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there, we're driving past all of that. And all of a sudden it's just like our Uber pulls us over. Like, like oh, here's your spot. And we're like, huh? It's like, it's a, it, the outside is like a butcher's like, you know, company. And we're like, oh, that's kind of neat. <laughs> so it's set up to look like, you know, the, uh, I forgot the name of it now, but it's just a butcher, like the theme. So, yeah, you go there and you know, we're, you're waiting, and they have two different shows there. They have a Blair Witch one, and they have the Saw, uh, you know, licensed one. And we went for the Saw. Uh, turns out it's uh, it's actually like multiple rooms. It's like seven rooms roughly, uh, with you know something like a seven to ten minute timer in each room, and so they are based off the different some of the different. Um, puzzles and stuff are the you know off the movies uh for uh, example you have the like uh the one furnished room so it's like uh you know you can you have to you have uh codes you have to get through to different doors and to escape or to get further in mm-hmm. and uh my buddy had to crawl through essentially the furnace we had to shut the door behind him we flipped the switches did the strobing lights in, inside and made a lot a lot, lot of loud noises uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was us and I think it was two Germans. Uh, no, three Germans. Uh, because I couldn't quite make out what they were saying. Uh, ha- you know, they were speaking mostly English, but every now and then they'll slip into something else. And we happened to be there um, on the ninth. And so when one of them was asking about the date, I said the ninth, and they all kind of got it. They all kind of chuckled for a second. <laughs> Cause I said ninth and then like, ninth. I'm like, uh, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, uh, probably German, <laughs> you know, but I'm like, I, I didn't bother asking, but like, you know, we only one of those guys was actually really into it. The other two were just kind of there for their sake. Like they were trying to solve it a little bit, but they weren't really there. You can tell they were there to help because the one friend's like, come on guys, let's do this. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it was essentially us three really working hard <laughs> for these, uh, puzzles and they, uh, one of the, one of the actors. Uh, it was funny because I was in the middle of crawling underneath some cages and trying to get to the, a, a piece of a code. And when I come back up, there's just this other dude just with us now. And I'm like, where the hell did he come from? Uh, and so he was one of the actors. I forget the his because uh, I didn't catch his introduction. I didn't. He has a character name. So, uh, but shout outs to his real name is uh, Lyric. Uh, he did a really good job of helping guide us, and he made it very enjoyable. And so, they, yeah, the point of him being there was he would also help give drop clues that we needed, like, uh, but as like in character. Like, I heard them say something like this, or um, just in general, some of the things that uh, sometimes over the loudspeaker when you're getting the clues for 
uh, you know, from Jigsaw himself. You're like, they, they'll, you know, it's really hard to hear the order of things. You're like, okay, what's going on? So he'll help repeat that just to make it a little more smooth transition for you. So it was, a, you know, for us, as it were, a little dumbed down. Um, but I honestly, I think the challenge was was pretty good. And we had an overall really good time. Though I got into the, I'm solving this puzzle mode. And so me and my friend were just like hitting thing one thing after another. We're like, okay, got it. Um, you know, it's like, okay, my, like, there's a couple sinks. This one has a hole in it. My hand's going straight down that garbage disposal, you know, <laughs> because it's, uh, <laughs> you, you like, it, it's, you know, it's like, you know, it's fake. But what if it's not, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's good because, like, because, yeah, like, there's a kitchen sink there. So your your lizard brain has been taught to to be like, don't put your hand on the garbage disposal, dude. That's horrible, but that's cool. That's a pretty good idea. Uh, and for, for anyone, if, if for everyone who listens outside the U.S., uh, American sinks have, uh, a lot of times, they'll have um, rotary blades uh to grind up big chunks of food because we don't throw food away in a separate bag garbage bag or anything like that or compost we just throw like uh eggshells sometimes uh or you know uh, bits of chunky meat and they'll no. throw it down the garbage disposal <laughs> and you do shouldn't that. do eggshells you really shouldn't but you shouldn't do meat uh, you're not supposed to do meat either yeah, you know, but essentially it's anything soft and slightly that you just couldn't get, you know, you want to grind up, you end up doing that. And, uh, it's amazing what people try to shove down a garbage disposal. Oh, but that's dude. why whenever you see a horror movie and like, or the ring, the the wedding ring drops down or something, you're like, you know, you slowly reach for it. And yeah, it's, uh, yeah, but I, I reach my hand down. And I'm like, and I pull up like, you know, the, there's a puzzle piece attached to a you know chain and you, you know, like, okay, it's number four or something. <laughs> and then that's part of a sequence to get through a keypad. Um, yeah, and yeah, they did. You know, like I said, we went through a number of rooms. We technically only failed one, um, which I had the right answer. I just couldn't like uh, it was a you know someone's you know it was a uh, converting uh, letters to a touchpad, and but the touchpad didn't have the alphabet written on there, and there was another clue in another room, but that room was completely full. Uh, that's where everyone, uh, we, that was the last door we opened up. And so they were like, all the guys were shoved in there and I'm like, okay, I couldn't see anything. Apparently they had a rotary phone in there to help give you the alphabet. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I was just like, so you needed one person essentially to yell out the, co the code to someone else. And so I'm sitting there trying to think about like, okay, ABC, DEF. And so I'm like, okay, this, then that then shoot and then i'm like i'm timing out i'm like oh crap okay i'm not fast enough to and then also i screwed up because i didn't start the alphabet on uh two i started it on one but if you look at the phone one doesn't count uh, uh so abc starts on number two so that that was the one we technically failed but they just opened the door anyways because obviously they're ha you're they want you to see all the um attractions yeah and yeah the the other one we failed was kind of the warm-up starter room which kind of it's like they they admitted they're like okay so this it's just a simple puzzle and essentially it's it's meant to get your brain started mm -hmm. and they'll make it they'll they'll give you less assistance if the team if it looks like you're solving going through it kind of quick um because there's a couple stages like if you're going through it quick they won't help you but also if the team in front of you whoever's uh, in line if they are taking their time 
then they will help you. But if they are going through pretty quickly, then they'll be like, okay, eventually if you, if you stall long enough, they'll be like, here's the answer, (laughs) you know, (laughs) because it's just a warm up room, but they kind of, they kind of call it a, um, the first one I ever went into, I think it was, a. It was a, um, like they would give you clues. Like you could, you had like three lifeline clues. Was, was that on this one too? Uh, no, they just, uh, essentially, uh, they had timers in each room and what they do is, uh, they, during the actual rest, other than that warm up one, um, they, for the most part, uh, not all the rooms, but the actor was in there for quite a few of the rooms and he would just. Uh, kind of say hey you're gonna like you know maybe um we gotta look for this or something like that and you know like for we get we get we get and so we have to find the hands or something like that they, they said something about the hands and so we have to look we're looking through a bunch of cages for mannequin hands and so then it'd be like oh okay uh this one has like one finger and an arrow pointing in this direction and this one has three fingers and arrow pointing in this direction so we found out okay there's X amount of hands, X amount of arrow, like the arrows pointing, and then there, there was a arrow keypad lock. So okay, so we just put it in order. So what was the order again? And so we all split up, and so we would yell out, you know, uh, one, two, and you know, like so, whoever had that number, and then one of us would be entering it in. Uh, but yeah, buddy, like I said, because it was my buddy and I really into it, and then the the one, uh, the one other guy. So we would. I had to stop myself from bogarting because <laughs> I was really, I was Humphrey, just, well, like I don't want to be like, I, for, I forgot what that means. What's, what's bogarting. Um, it's like when you take over, it's like, you know, this is, you, you start, you start like hogging it for yourself. Um, <laughs> yeah. because I, I was like, I understand my brain's clicking and I'm, I'm moving way faster. And so I was like, okay, I, here I am. So it's like, because you're reading the waiver for all the things you you have to sign off on, you know, like, and one of the things is like, you will, you, there's a possibility you can get dirty from, you know, this, you know, from some of the stuff and blah, 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 and crawling. And I'm like, wait, crawling's on this. So that way, like we got to this one room and that's when I was like, oh, there's a, there's a gap here. And I'm like, I bet I go underneath these cages. Okay. Roger that. So like, I just went, I just jumped in went down started crawling. And that's, you know, I by the time I came up, all of a sudden this new guy was here. I'm like, who the hell is that dude? You know? So that was my, uh, you know, that, but I was moving at a quick enough pace, uh, because my, like, I, I like a good puzzle. I really enjoy that stuff. And so eventually what happened is like, we unlocked it. We unlocked the part to this next scene. I'm like, then I turn around, I just stop for a month. And if you guys want to give it a shot, you know, <laughs> especially some, some of those guys, like two of the guys were just like, they were half into it. So I'm like, Hey, you want to get, you want to do this thing? You want to try it? So like, we got time to spare. Yeah, um, like, so like we're, I've, we're not going for a record or anything like that. So, like, oh, yeah, like we were actually kind of close to the record on on one of ours, but uh, I, I don't know, um, I, we we ended up coming up short. But uh, uh, yeah, I remember playing some games with you in the past, and you're very good at puzzles. Like, you're very good. It's not even so much at figuring them out because it's like I might be able to figure them out as fast, but you can like execute on a puzzle like really, really quickly. Like, you know, I mean, I, I could, if I really focused and got down, I could probably do that, but you kind of come to it naturally, I think. Um, so you're the kind of person that I would want in an escape room. Um, the ones that the ones that I've been in, they do a pretty good job of giving different puzzles. Like there was, there was one I went to in, in Vegas 
and that one wasn't as as good. But the one in Hawaii was like they had like three different puzzles going at any one time. So as long as you didn't have too many people in the room, um, everybody had something to do most of the time. So like I I, I like that because then it's like you know it's not just letting like one person you know do it. Um, but yeah, it's, the, it's, it's still... the ones by me around here are like the cheaper, like there's a mall one that has, you know, different rooms for the size of people you have. Yeah. And, you know, you can, it is a lower budget, but it's still fun. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things, places where they kind of, the managers of different facilities kind of go there and you kind of buy the ideas. It's like buying a board game and then displaying that board game at your facility. So they have, you kind of get these in like almost pre-made kits, right? So uh, everyone kind of gets the same pieces and it's, you know, but you're setting up your own room. Uh, and yeah, these ones, they're nice. Like uh, my wife and I, we ended up, uh, they'll, if you get the time of the day, like the, the, the high score uh, for the quickest time, you can write your name on the board and stuff like that. And, uh, we got that for, uh, the, you know, this one that we did that was a two-band team. But we got it at 15 minutes, and we should have had it at 10. But one of the puzzle pieces that's... Because a lot of the times when you have a key or something, like a, a some sort of item, it's a magnet trick. Uh, you slap the thing on, and it, the magnet will unlock the thing you need to do or trigger the light or something like that. And we did the thing, but for some reason, the part that I was supposed to, like click open didn't click open it was jammed so we actually did it and then we can like oh what that should have been it that should have totally been it okay so let's try it and we did we we, we reworked and wasted more time and then the you know they have camera looking at us and they're like oh yeah no the one guy came in he goes wait a minute and then he tried he fiddled with it he opened it he goes okay here you guys go and then he left again and like oh and three two one bam we're done and it's just like uh, so we came out, I'm like, what the hell, man? You know, it's like, it's not our fault is busted. You know, it's like, it's we got, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's I like, do, do we get, do we get a discount for the next one? They're like, no, I'm sorry, uh, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> but, you know, but no, we're not going to try know. to make you happy. No, I don't. Yeah, exactly. Like, but it was just like, it's not our fault. Your, your shit was jank. Um, but they've done stuff like we, we've done stuff like um, there was a different like small witches one, which is a one room. Uh, thing and we did a jack the ripper one which is also like two man tiny room uh which is because you're supposed to you're like you're you're trapped in an alleyway uh but no this one the saw one is just phenomenal it was totally worth the price um you you got so you got especially if you know the films i guess you'd be way more like i remember seeing the first three maybe four films and apparently there's nine um (laughs) oh well there's like there's like eight and then like eight saw movies and it's uh or no seven saw movies uh and the seventh one was like the final chapter or something like that and then because we had looked this up beforehand like but then there was uh eight was then jigsaw and then nine just came out in 2021 it's a loosely adjacent i guess but uh spiral with um uh chris rock uh okay so oh yeah it's just mm-hmm. Okay. It's spiral. It didn't look like him on the cover, kind of, because it just—it's the lit up kind of weird. But it's like he—it's like his face lit up with neon light. Um, and I think it's supposed to be at least it popped up when we looked did it try to look up uh, the film franchise or series yeah. that was on that their poster was on there. So, uh, it might be something related to like him being uh, Danny Glover's like kid or something, something like that from the first movie. 
Um, so I've never seen any of them. I uh, noped out on the torture porn aspect of it. I like I like horror, but I'm not into that torture porn stuff. I do feel like I need to go back and watch the first one, um, at least with you know the fast forward button on at some points, just because it is kind of a um, a big part of. I didn't think it was. I didn't think time. it was that bad. That as far as because at that time movies like Hostel were really big, and I skipped out of those. Um, well, like I thought, Hostel kind of came after and came out because of uh, Saw. That's I to me. I don't I don't think it has any real relation to Saw well, in that respect. I don't mean like a sequel, but I mean like, hey, no, no, they're no, making no. these movies now, so we're gonna make Hostel. Yeah, so that I'm not sure like exactly how the relation on that is. I know that uh, Saw was you know interesting and grotesque in a way, but it wasn't like it it wasn't as bad there was there's like one scene that's kind of that was kind of grody in the first one which was um spoilers you got the the yeah spo- slight spoilers um for a forever old movie uh the person's wearing a head cage it's a, it's a reverse bear trap um and there's a key on the back in order to get the key uh she has to go through someone the other person ate the key and i think originally it's like the idea is they've been anesthetized, and so, but their guts are like their cut, their stomachs going open, so she has to go fishing through the intestines to grab the key to unlock it. Um, and that's the part that's that was the most gro- gory part. Uh, the rest of them are all things like uh, you need to get to the exit or you need to hit things, so you have to go through. You're like essentially you're naked or something. You have to go through um, razor wire crawling. Uh, and through a bunch of razor wire to get to the key or to get it, whatever the switch is. And so it's the idea originally was uh, it's kind of on you in a lot of ways to escape. Uh, and you're risking, like, you could either just die, uh, but you have to, ri- you know, you're willing to risk your own life to escape, or how far are you willing to go? I think. And so it's. Go ahead. Oh, no, that was, that was like, that's, I remember that being like kind of the gist of it. And that's what made it, because I'm not a big horror fan. Like, uh, I'm more, you know, suspense is more my thing. Uh, you know, I like the original Alien, um, opposed to like an Am- Amityville horror. But you know, those are all weak sauce compared to stuff that came out after. Like The Ring was interesting. It wasn't like you know, I found that more enjoyable because it's not. I was just never into um, Friday the Thirteenth or Nightmare on Elm Street just because they just weren't my scene. I just that splatter gore fest. It was never you know a, a something I enjoyed. So when it came to uh, the Saw movies, it was it was neat because I was like, well, what kind of puzzle or what kind of twisted thing are they coming out with next? And you know, as as the movies went on, I, the the ante was upped, and I I noped out at probably a movie three or four. Um, and so you know, but movie number one, I didn't realize until way later has um, what's his face from Princess Bride? Yeah, I forget uh, the actor's name, but yeah, the Dread Pirate Roberts, Carrie Ellis. That sounds about right. Yeah, that because yeah, yeah, he's he's the dude in that. I think it's the, I think it's not really even so much the gore, honestly. It's the idea, like the idea of body horror of the choice. That's like you have this horrible thing that's about to happen to you unless you do something horrible to someone else. I think there's or something, to you, yeah. So how how far are you willing to go? Or to yeah. or to yourself, yeah. yeah. Like and like you are gonna have to do something. Either way, you're never gonna be the same, and you're just like looking for survival. Something about that 
um, those kind of like things. It, it bugs me, but I'm, I probably do need to go back and watch the first one, maybe like in the morning. So I'm not like as disturbed by it in but by the evening time curtains open and you know family around you pausing it every 10 minutes to like take a breather and go for a walk to do something else yeah but anyway um so that's pretty cool it sounds like you had a pretty good trip in vegas yeah it was a good time uh for sure i you know did a little gambling lost money <laughs> that was but that was money that i brought solely because i'm like yeah I'm, this is the money i'm bringing to gamble uh had an okay time uh yeah you know, th- that's the thing is you you bring you whatever your amount is you know for me it was a 100 bucks um and i was like take a 100 bucks out this is it once this is gone it's gone but but luckily there was a guy uh who was at our company who grew up in vegas and he was the numbers he was a numbers guy and he was like, "Hey, let's go play. Let's go play blackjack." And he was really nice about it, but he was like, "Can you? Can like?" He was like, "Will you just listen to what I say? <laughs> like, will you just do what I say?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." For a couple for a couple hands, because it was it was a fairly fairly low um, like wager table. And he was like, "Okay." And he started giving me like all the rules and like all the things you're supposed to do. And we ended up winning money because he because he was like like he knew he really knew what he was doing. And sometimes like his thing was like, look, you can, you can play blackjack and you can beat it. You can make money off of it, but you have to play as a team against the dealer. Like, so if there's four of you playing, one of you is going to lose, but the other three are going to win. And if you keep changing that, then everybody ends up winning. Um, And then like you tip the dealer and stuff like that. But Anyway, that's just my short story about blackjack. We actually, I was actually able to win like like 150 bucks or something off of it, and I was like, sweet. There's always there's always someone who claims to be able to count cards in like in a group of friends. They're like, yeah, I can count cards. I'm like, I'm like, hey, one, no, you can't. You just you just think you can. Uh, if you some people can, some people can actually do the numbers. But then when you go to go to Vegas, it's like, can you really count six decks? You know. Well, because uh, it's it's just not a single deck that they use for blackjack. People unless can, you go to a offshore I, one. People can, but as I understand it, it's pretty. It's you have to be pretty good at all that stuff to be able to count cards. And finally, if you do count cards, they know you're counting cards, and they will ask you to leave. Like that's like yeah, it's possible. You can train and do it, but they know about that and they don't allow it. Like it's it like they just ask you to leave. And then they make you leave if you don't. So, yeah. you know, like every you leave one way or the other. So, uh, yeah, anyway. no. So, <laughs> yeah, Vegas was Vegas was a good time though. It was funny because we were there, and right before uh, now the Super Bowl's coming that way, and so the entire oh, time we're there, yeah. they're like super strict ma- mask mandate. And then come Thursday, they're like East Thursday evening. I don't know where we went to. We were at a casino, and they're like, "Yeah, you can have. You don't have to have your mask on." We're like, "What?" And then we looked it up and you're like, sure, after school uh, on Thursday, you know, like that's when the mask, mask mandate lifted. And we're like, wait, why is it all of a sudden okay? And then I'm like, oh, there's like a UFC fight and then there's the Super Bowl. Um, like they want all the guests to come by being happy and not being crabby because they have to wear masks. And then all the good photo ops you do, you know, your Instagrams, Twitters, all that. I'm like, if everyone's happy and smiling, uh, by the time they actually get COVID and they'll already be back home. And it's like people won't really be hating on Vegas and they already got their money. So it doesn't matter. Um, yes. So 
That is and so, yeah, out, out of nowhere, just overnight, it was like, hey, it's okay to not have masks outside. So inside casinos, it's on their rules. You know, it's up to them. But for the most part, and they're like, I'm still going to wear my mask. Yeah. <laughs> I don't trust, especially now there's more of you germ, you know, like more of you assholes out there breathing on me. I'm going to be a little more as safe as I can. Yeah, they, yeah, that makes sense. I was going to ask when the UFC fight was, but I guess it doesn't really matter because by Thursday, you've got a lot, you've got all the press has to be there for the Super Bowl. So you've got like, you know, you have tons and tons of people on camera and people, you know, stuff like that. So it makes sense. Uh, the money wise, you know, I, I understand why they're trying to do that. But anyway, um, that's pretty cool. So we, we've kind of already gone into the what you've been watching um, sort of section of this uh, with, you know, your saw. I mean, I just put put your saw escape room and stuff like that in here. Um, but uh, I guess we'll switch over to me real quick. So yeah, sure thing. Um, I have been watching the book of Bubble Fett uh, for the past several weeks. I think that the last episode just came out on Wednesday, so I did finish the uh, this first season. Um, I don't right. know. I don't know anything about this, so go, like explain it to me because okay. um, I as you know I literally just saw it. Uh, I've been avoid. I stopped watching the Star Wars stuff. I didn't care about the whole uh, Mandalorian. Uh, I just, I skipped that whole thing too. So yeah, just what is the Book of Boba Fett? Well, so unfortunately I can't really explain the Book of Boba Fett without, um, without <laughs> talking about the Mandalorian, uh, at least a little <laughs> bit. Um, so I'll, I'll mark or I'll, I'll speak aloud whenever the spoilers uh, are coming up. And, but uh, I guess, first of all, how do you feel about spoilers on this? Um, you can, you can give me the spoilers. I don't care mainly because, uh, I, I used to know a lot about the old star Wars lore, uh, back the old, you know, before they retconned everything. So, uh, sure. I mean, I, star Wars has lost me. Uh, I, I kind of, it's, it's a property I really liked and they've just kind of driven into the ground and now I just don't care. Yeah. So go ahead. Okay. Spoil away. So, um, I, I might, I might need to, and I'll, I'll, I'll just let you know, but, um, you should watch the Mandalorian, like the Mandalorian season one and season two are both very good. Like they're like, they're not, they're gonna, it's not like they're gonna change your life, but they're definitely worth the time at the very least. They're, they're very good. Um, so I do recommend watching the Mandalorian, the book of Boba Fett. It is pretty good. Um, it man, I have a lot, I have a lot of complaints with it. Um, but like I, 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 after the dust settles and you know, you watch, I've watched the whole thing, uh, you know, I give it like, like a six or a seven, depending on kind of what mood I'm in. Um, so like the things I can say about this is that the, so the, the main actor that is playing Boba Fett is the same guy that, uh, they got for Django Fett because obviously he's a clone. So it's the Django Fett guy from, you know, Star Wars episode two. So I'm, I'm really proud of Disney for sticking to their guns and going, Hey, that's the guy he already, you know, he is Boba Fett from the old movies. So we need to make him Boba Fett again. So good on them for doing that. But if it were me, I would have said, no, we're going to go with a different guy for Boba Fett. Because, first of all, Boba Fett, to, to my mind, he should be probably about between 35 and 40. Um, if you follow the timeline from, 
from episode two all the way up to where we are now. I could be wrong about that, but that's the way it seemed to me. Um, and this guy is like in his, in his fifties, um, at the very least. And he just like, he's, he's getting, he's getting, he's getting pretty, he's getting pretty old and he does not look the part of, of a hero in a lot of ways. I think he's a fine actor. I just, I just don't think that he fits this anymore. Um, also, I mean, while he's a fine actor, he's just really not that charismatic, you know? I mean, I just, you know, I'm, I'm watching this guy and I'm like, man, this it's, it's okay, but it's, it's not blowing me away. Um, I'm not really that impressed by it. So I, I really hate to say that, but that's, that's just the way that I feel. I, I think that they should have gone with a different actor. Um, the, the stuff in the book of Boba Fett is like the Mandalorian was already a Western and, but they kind of do a pretty good job of sort of, I don't know, hiding that or kind of changing some of that stuff up. Um, uh, the uh, Boba Fett, they really lean into it. <laughs> they, they really lean into it. And it's a lot more like kind of one for one. You're watching a Western. Even if you didn't realize that before, you're going to realize it now. Um, still though, they do a good job of it. Um, a lot of those stories are pretty classic and they still work in this, in this universe. Um, man, um, there's a lot. <laughs> so like, so later on spoilers, spoilers. So later on in Boba Fett, uh, about midway, a little past midway through the season, they switch over and there's like a whole episode and it's the Mandalorian. So it's, uh, Din Jaren, uh, who is the main guy in the Mandalorian show and it switches over to him and it has like a whole episode, maybe two episodes where it's like just what he's doing. And that is the best part of the show. Um, sad to say like, but like, I guess he already has the, you know, the, 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 the clout going for him and they already have a story going. So it's easier but also I think that actor is, is just better. Um, so the parts of, of the, uh, of Boba Fett that are the best are the parts with the Mandalorian. And I guess they knew that going in or they wanted to get people to, to make sure people watch, watch Boba Fett. So they decided to go this route, but it, it's, it's cool. But like what they're doing is with this move, it does bring Boba Fett up as a show like it makes it better i think but it also brings the mandalorian down because the quality of of the book of boba fett is not it's not the same the quality of the story it's a little bit more bombastic the jokes are not really as funny i'm, I'm kind of watching it and i'm kind of going yeah this is the disney star wars okay you know it's just like what what are we doing here? There's there's. The, the, it, I you, mean, what I mean, so what's that mean to? Because when you say Disney Star Wars, I'm like, well, the Lucas Star Wars is Jar Jar Binks. So I know. I mean, the bar is already pretty fucking low. I know, but that was the like that was the idea was like we're gonna take it away from Lucas and we're gonna give it to somebody that really knows how to make movies. And it's like, yeah, but like they are Disney. Like you know the part in. Um, in episode eight, 
where they free the animals and from the evil rich people in on the Vegas planet. Oh yeah. Okay. So like when that happens, it's like, Oh gosh, really? Like the fate of the universe is at stake and we're, we really have to take 20 minutes to free the animals. Like it's nice. I get it, but it, it just rings of like, like an eight year old would love this. And that's, and then, and that, you know, when I saw that, I was like, okay, I need to remember that these are children's movies. Like these are, that's what they are. They're children's movies. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, but those kids that watch star Wars are grown up now. And I think that they should try to make movies that don't hit quite so hard on like the kids, front. especially it's, it's kind of a different story, but, but they're kind of doing some of the same stuff in, in, in the book of Boba Fett. And it's, it's a little bit irritating. Um, there's some other stuff like there's a gang of teenagers that help out Boba Fett and it's just a half-baked idea. Like there, it's not a character and another character, and another character. It's like these like five or six teenagers and two of them are the face of the teenagers. They're just one entity. They're one gang entity. And you're just like, okay. And so, and sometimes they like say lines and you're like, I don't care about you. Like, like you're don't, you don't like, you're just, you're just some hive mind. You're just speaking for the hive mind. That is, that is like the, the millennials. <laughs> like that's all right. Go ahead. I'll just, I'll, here, here's a hot take. Uh, Boba Fett was never good. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's, going the, the, that's the thing is Boba Fett came in through if I remember, uh, movies. Um, so uh, four, five and six, you know, or, uh, he the what made him cool was he was the first person to give Vader lip and not just get choked out. Because if you actually just watch it, he doesn't do a whole lot of anything in that. He's actually it's actually really bland. I mean, he's cool. He's smart enough to hide in garbage uh, and then, you know, the space debris. And then he follows, you know, he follows the uh, Millennium Falcon. But he's not really. Uh, like his personality is not really there. There's really nothing important. What it was is, you know, he actually had the attitude. He could, he could talk back to Vader and he got away with it. And then he ends up getting swallowed. Uh, so, you know, it's just like granted in the, in the, in the extended universe, da da da. He, he just jet packs out. Um, so that's, but that was the thing is he was, he was neat because he was this tough bounty hunter. So that, that was his one defense. Uh, other than that, there. If you actually rewatch the whole movies again, like objectively, you're like yeah, he doesn't really have a lot actually going for him. Uh, it's the fandom that really like you know rallied behind him and supported him for all for forever until they finally started making until the Clone Wars came around and like and here's his backstory, you know. And I think that to your point, I think that Bubble Fett is the beginning of the evidence that. Everything that's cool in Star Wars is an accident because 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 with Bubble Fett, I mean, that's my own hot take. I'm not even not sure how, even how much I really believe that, but I I I think I could pretty make a amount a, a pretty good defense because with Bubble Fett, like they didn't realize what they had, they didn't know like how cool he was, 
and then they make him go out like a bitch at the beginning of Return of the Jedi. It's like you could have, if you didn't have time to use him, you could have at least let him escape or something like that. But they didn't. They're just like, mm, don't care. This character, you know, basically like defeated our our heroes, you know, in the last one. And so, you know, it. it, it but we, but like, who cares? We're just gonna throw him away. So yeah, I I, I am kind of with you. And I think Boba Fett is cool. I do think that the idea of him is cool. I, but I, but my, my caveat or my change to agreeing with your opinion is to say that um, he has been mishandled. He was mishandled back in Return of the Jedi. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, but then again, uh, you got to realize between uh, you know episodes five and six, uh, Luke. Uh, rested or stayed by the bonfire or whatever the hell you want to call it and put all of his experience points in and then leveled up to that new Jedi. So that therefore you're like, I don't know what happened, but between that you got a new saber and now you have, you, you fucking like powered up immensely. Uh, and you know what? We're just going to overlook all that uh, and just start you off OP. Uh, that was kind of, you know, but th- you know, those movies were, you know, you couldn't go into the you know, nuances back then. You know, it's it's actually they're still great films. It's just, um, so the whole Clone Wars bit. I'm like, yeah, I, going into the whole concept of um, you know, mass producing these clones, and yes, it's they're based off a of Mandalorian. And once you know, I know more about Mandalorians than than uh, I probably should. All thanks to uh, like Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic and uh, their old uh, like a lot of the old. Um, books that are no longer well i had a room i had a couple of roommates that were just massive uh fans and they read all the extra material and thanks to them uh even before episode uh three came out uh, i knew they already read the book and so they like they told me more about general grievous that's like than that's actually ever shown in the movies and i'm yeah. like oh that's really cool yeah. and i i love learning that extended universe stuff um you know so that was always really fascinating uh, and then all of it got just retcon. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to bother trying to learn the new stuff. Though they did make the uh, the one general uh, or admiral, um, Tark. Oh, crap, I can't remember his name now. Um, Grand the guy, Martin? yeah, the one who um, CG in Rogue One. Uh, no, he's uh, he was in the original uh, series, the original movies. He was the 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 older uh, guy who survives or for. Um, uh, he called at one point uh, Vader calls him friend, you know? Oh. Um, and so it's just like, they made a whole, that was one of the first separate books they made um, as the Disney owned them and like, okay, here's the, here's the first. And then that was, uh, I was curious about that because you're like, okay, you're just doing this weird thing about this guy, just the spinoff, like who, who kind of cares. But then upon, you know, thinking about it, like, yeah, he calls him friend Vader, you know, doesn't say that about anyone else. And so having a book about him might be neat. I'm not going to go through it. I'll probably do the wiki cliff notes later. And I never did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that's, I kind of, you know, dropped out after uh, watching the, the the most recent trilogy. I was not, I know you're a big fan of Rogue One. I really wasn't a big fan of Rogue One. Uh, I, I skipped Han Solo altogether, which apparently that's a safe skip. And I've kind of just mentally checked out of the Star Wars uh, universe. So that's why when Mandalorian came, I'm actually I was actually really interested in the idea of having um, just how they're using the, the Unreal Engine and all that. Mm. Um, and I'm like, that's actually really neat. Uh, th- I'm, so I'm more into it in the, of the tech aspect. Uh, 
and because you know neither uh the Mandalorian, or um, I should ask you. So, does anywhere in the opening or ending credits of um, Boba Fett, uh, the Book of Boba Fett, have MC Chris playing? I don't know who MC Do you Chris is. MC Chris? Ah, oh, damn you. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <dude. laughs> um, yeah. Um, he, MC Chris makes a Boba Fett so- uh, rap song. This is um, so. If you know anything about Aqua Teen Hunger Force, uh, MC Chris <laughs> was the um, uh, okay. that spider. And okay. later on, resurrected as the cow, uh, but he's like, you know, I like, I want uh, candy, bubblegum, and taffy. Laugh, you know. It's like so uh, that character. He made a bubble fat song long ago. It's a really catchy bubble fat song. Uh, okay, my back. No, everything. Got jets. I'm bubble of the fat. Yeah, everything about <laughs> this has its. Uh, I mean, it has some music that sounds a little bit like Star Wars, and they do use a little bit of the original Star Wars. Uh, one of the original John Williams songs for like a couple seconds but most of it is stuff is music that sounds like star wars music and then it has a quite a bit of its own track that is similar to the mandalorian it's a kind of a western style but also futuristic um but uh, yeah this conversation is getting a little long in the tooth but there's only a couple more things i wanted to say um just the things that really annoyed me um like there's a lot of a lot of combat in the seventh and final episode. They're just talking in open combat out on the like they're not taking cover. They're just it's like they're getting shot at and then they stop and talk to each other and then they and then it's time to get shot at again. That was really annoying. It's like at least have them hide behind a box. Some something, man. It's and then they you know, there's times where they're losing and then they just decide to win and so they win. And I'm just like, you know, okay. Um, they, you know, going back a little bit, they they continue to shit on the Jedi as the movies have have done. Um, I kind of, I kind of think, I think I understand where they're going with it because I I saw a YouTube video where a guy seems to have predicted four years ago what they were planning to do pretty accurately, um, which is to basically make the Jedi bad and then forget and then forgotten and then bring them back later as the heroes um, from a forgotten time. And that is, that is probably their plan to me. It sounds like that's their plan to get rid of the midichlorians idea. So they don't have to ever talk about that again. Everyone can just go back to it being a mystical religion, you know? Um, But they, that, but still, yeah, they are continuing to shit on the Jedi um, and I won't go into further exactly how they do it. Um, uh, there's a pretty good callback right there at, at the very end of the, of the seventh episode. Um, and the Wookiee that they introduce is pretty cool. He could, he's a little mishandled, but he's, he's got, he's got some good bones to him. Anyway, it's, if you're already into star Wars and you've, and you feel like you don't want to miss star Wars stuff, it's worth the watch. Um, it's not a bad show. It's not, but it's not the Mandalorian and it definitely has some missteps, but anyway, that's what, that's the main thing I watched. Um, I think that you, uh, watched some other stuff. Uh, so let us know about that. All right. Um, I got around to watching the, uh, was it the welcome to raccoon city, that resident evil movie? Uh, 
it's bad. <laughs> I heard it's bad. I heard it's bad. <laughs> I mean, knowing that going going into it, knowing that it's bad, it's just uh, it's fine. Uh, uh, I have a buddy who's like, it's an okay movie, and so we watched it, and I'm like, oh, this is this is not an okay movie. Um, it's all right. So essentially, they it's like someone you had the art you had the art design or like the 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 people's the set the, everyone in charge of the set pieces and costumes and everything they uh paid attention to uh the Resident Evil uh remake the HD remake and they they paid attention to the RE2 remake and they're like okay we're doing set pieces and we're doing the aesthetics of like certain things and like so they get a good feel for that you get you know like uh and then uh, what they did is they just showed still images and gave that to some people who don't know anything about Resident Evil. And then they were like, okay, we got to make a film out of this. All right. And that's kind of how they, how it worked out because um, they threw, they throw everyone in uh, pretty much right away. And uh, I'm not sure how, how big of a fan you are for when they change like races uh, for uh, casting. Um, you know, a lot of people get angry when, um, uh, casts get whitewashed um and i can understand the 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 anger for that um versely i think it's weird when you have a like i think it's weird when you have an image of a person and they have this is the character how it's been for a long time and now we're going to make him look completely different so they they changed uh both uh leon which leon looks like a carlos uh that's a re3 reference um yeah, essentially uh but yeah he's just like uh he's very tan like long like like wavy hair and they make him leon who's the uh, you know competent uh rookie in the first one and then of course super agent badass in re4 uh they make him just this bumbling idiot just this flipping just stupid person he is literally the butt of all their jokes um uh all of their jokes being the entire um uh uh raccoon uh you know police department uh they have you have a uh, jill who is no longer the uh, caucasian female she was and now she is um she has way more sass in her uh, attitude compared to how she normally would be and uh she has it hard for uh wesker um they yeah they they threw that in there um uh, it's funny the guy who they have playing wesker uh, I'm like, I know you from something. I had the IMDb. I'm like, oh, you're the dude who played Percival in the old Merlin TV show. Uh, <laughs> um, he's he is just adequate. He's not like exceptionally good, but he's not he's not he's not bad or anything. He's just adequate. Uh, the guy who they have playing Chris, um, they got Chris. Chris is like, this, they, okay, you look like a Chris. Um, and that's the dude from I think it was a TV show called Uploaded on Prime, which I really liked. Um, you die in the afterlife and then they put the upload you depending on your wealth to uh, a digital afterlife where you depend if you have a lot of money uh you can live in a nice you know you have bigger uh memory for your your afterlife but if you're poor then you get like the shareware free sample version and you're stuck in the basement of like the afterlife um and then you can always pay to you can pay to upgrade so if you want to if you want coffee you have to pay for that so it's all based on your bank account after you're dead um so yeah it's it's pretty dark uh they, they only made one season and i hope they make a second but anyways that guy he plays a good chris um 
and they essentially uh, it's like the outbreak is going on through raccoon city uh meanwhile they somehow hear something about something uh, a body at the uh wesker mansion so they send a couple cops out there they literally send the only thing you're given aware of is you have the main crew uh which is uh bravo team uh and that's like five people maybe six i can't remember now uh, i think six and they sent two cops that you show earlier that go up missing, but you know, that don't recall back in. Apparently they're alpha team. <laughs> they literally respond to them as alpha. Wait a minute. You got two man alpha team. Uh, so it's really weird. It's just like, uh, they do, a, uh, they, they cut to the Wesker mansion at times and they're like, okay, he, you remember that scene from that video game, that cut scene? Here it is. You know, here's this, you know, you remember that bit here? That is like, they just, they just hit the check boxes for like, you know, someone just showed them a slideshow. And that's like okay, well, add add that, add that, add that. Uh, the story is muddled. Yeah, like the acting is poor. Sorry to just interrupt on your story point. It's like oh, that's fine. There's got to be a plenty of like I know there's a, there's a lot of shit fan fiction out there. There's got to be some decent fan fiction that you could that you could go and tap somebody on the shoulder and say, hey, we want to use your fan fiction. Can we pay you? We're gonna we're gonna change it all up. We want you to you know whatever, but. You know, I know I know Hollywood works in mysterious ways, but to me, it's like there's got to be some good fan fiction out there that you could turn into a screenplay and make a decent movie out of. It's just it just baffles me why they can't. Why, why it's they can't. really confusing to me why they chose to merge one and two, because um, yeah, the fact that they like if you the idea is you want to make a franchise, they they leave it open ended at the end of like, you know here's the birth of this other, you know, like the rest of the series kind of like it's starting. And, but yeah, when you kill off raccoon city, like, you know, like the way you do, uh, when you convert combine game one and two, what you do is if you want to, you make an earnest attempt, uh, kind of like when they first made, uh, the resident evil movies. Uh, the first movie is, is good for what it was, the budget, you know, and all that stuff. So it was actually a, a solid, uh, attempt at making uh, an ad- adaptation, especially back then when a lot of the ad- adaptations really sucked and you had stuff like Yule Bull making just gar- garbage films. Oh. Um, so this was Paul W.S. Anderson, I believe, yes, um, uh, who makes all these Resident Evil movies. Um, and the first one is the first one was good, you know, for what it was. The second one was just hot trash. Uh, they, you know, mainly for the rubber suit. But that's what you do is you make the first movie and then you combine game two and three into one didn't, and then you can kind of go off. Didn't the second one have Jill in it? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh. Or oh, did it have Jill? Uh, oh, I'll see. The Jill is the current like I, um, that's right. They introduced her, I think, later. Um, I'm trying to remember. It's been so long so, since I saw the, so I, I th- that I th- whole. I think it's the second one, but it might be a later one. But I listened to a podcast where they were going through because they were horror fans and they were going through the Resident Evil movies and kind of kind of ironically kind of like these are these are bad, but like which ones are the best and stuff like that. And also they're bad, but they're also they're good because they're bad. And they talked about the one with Jill in it and they were like, this is pretty amazing. Uh, so I went and watched part of it. I didn't watch all of it. And I do like I do in the way that a bad movie can be hilariously good. I do think that that second one for what I watched was 
was pretty entertaining for that point. But see, I I can't remember. I honestly can't remember if she was in it. I just remember that they they made Nemesis and they made him. They made this giant rubber suit, and it was yeah, just really bad. That, I think it's um, that one. Yeah, but like okay, yeah. So I mean, if I paid to see that and I wanted to see like a good like action movie, then I would be pissed. But because I well, they did they did the thing the they right did the thing the Fast and the Furious did, which I give them credit for. They tried being serious in the first couple films, and then they have a weird middling transition, and then they're like, you know what? Let's just go off the rails. Let's just go bonkers and ha- you know, and make it the spectacle that it is. So, you know what the, what those franchises mean now is nowhere like just just barely what they represented in the beginning. So, you know, Fast and the Furious. They drive cars, um, and that's it. Uh, and with Resident Evil, it's uh, there is Umbrella Corporation and there's zombies. That's it. Uh, but there's nothing that resembles the Resident Evil that you would know from the games uh, in the later the later set of um, films. And I think um, Paul W S Anderson is like a executive producer or something like that on this. Um, so it was funny because like the one of the production crews or one of the credits to come up is like. Uh, somebody's name, but it's like, but it's like Raccoon Productions or something like that. I'm like, okay, this is your first. You just made this company, and now you're just basing, you know. So you're gonna make more films. How are you gonna make more films when you just killed? I mean, unless you go straight into like Resident Evil Four. Um, I but you made, you know, it's just like the entire time everyone's just literally dogpiling on Leon about being this just inept person. You know, like the police chief calls in calls a meeting. And so Leon shows up and it's the stars members, which is like the main six people. And apparently that's the entire police force, except for um, Alpha Team, who went off to investigate a body like they didn't make a single ref- they could, all, one line would have fixed it. You know, the, uh, everyone spread out thin, like, you know, around the like uh, around the city. But no, it's like you're led to believe that there's like a 10 man police force in this entire city. Uh, so yeah, Leon comes in and he's like, he's like, what are you doing here? It's like. Well, you said there's a meeting for everyone to come. Not you. No, not you. Like, you are supposed to be out there. What if someone comes into the police station? He's literally just bagging on them. And, like, all the other guys are like, ha, 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 you stupid fool. Like, it is it is the most frat boy, like, mentality or some bullshit. It's a bad movie. Yeah. Um, it, it sounds <laughs> it sounds kind of exhausting. Um, and I, you, I heard it, I, I was really interested in it whenever they first announced it. I was like, oh, okay. Maybe this is going to be kind of a return form uh, for Resident Evil or whatever. And then, then uh, whenever the reviews came out and they were like, this is garbage that like, trailer uh, i remember being really bad and i thought they used another slow song in that one but that, was, that first yeah that mayor this thing is someone showed um the 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 other clip was going around was like a, a european trailer and the european trailer actually was edited way better so it's like this makes it actually look like a good movie uh but the u.s uh trailer was just really bad I, and i think yeah. there was a there was a scene that they clipped out where jill makes like a off-color sex joke or whatever about about something uh from the internet i think and um i think it's about it's uh, like about the, the the memes about her honestly in, in the game um and i was like okay that might be funny and then i went and watched the clip and i was like i don't think that the acting is going to be very good um it just it just didn't land for me i was like well that's a joke but it's not a funny one um so 
anyway, it's it's, it's a B-rate bad. movie that I honestly wouldn't expect. I I wouldn't even consider. It's not like it's not bad enough to enjoy as being a bad horror movie or just a bad movie in general. Uh, and it's not good enough to really warrant watching. Okay. Uh, we literally had nothing. Like we came back from hanging out in Vegas and we're like, all right, uh, I'm just tired, but I'm not ready to go to bed yet. Like so, we just have a couple drinks and we just you know popped it on. Like you know we're watching it. We're like, all right. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of upset that I'm watching this, but I'm kind of committed now. <laughs> yeah. um, that was kind of my, my gist of it. So, okay. well, honestly, my, my my recommendation is not to watch it. So, <laughs> I'm glad you watched it, so I don't have to. Um, but uh, yeah, so this podcast is uh, is going kind of long, and we've got a lot left to do. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and move on into what you've been playing. I know that. You have been playing some pretty interesting things, so uh, go ahead and t- take it away. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'm going to kind of rapid fire this a little bit. So we have here, uh, one of the things I did was I went to a, a video game uh, bar in Vegas, and that was called uh, Player One. Um, Shouts to them. It was actually way nicer than I expected. Um, I mean, a lot of good reviews and such, but it's... Uh, you know, uh, a bar, you have a cover fee, uh, or at least when we went there. And we went on Wednesday, which was uh, apparently Wednesdays are weeb nights, <laughs> which a lot of apparently a lot of vendors for anime stuff are there selling their uh, wares and you get to cosplay and stuff like that. So it was a colorful crowd there. It was, it was you know, fun. They have anime and stuff playing up on those big screens and they have arcade machines and like even just uh, nice comfy chairs and TVs so you can sit down and play consoles and stuff. Um, so some of the stuff we played were, uh, I got around, I, they had an old, uh, punch out, uh, arcade machine. I'm like, I actually love the original punch, like uh, Mike Tyson's punch out and for, uh, the NES it's supposed to be like amazing, uh, right? Yeah. Um, the NES one's great. The, it was really neat to see because, you know, that's like, you can joke. It's, um, shadow of the Colossus, tiny man versus big giants. Uh, now, Essentially, it's uh, the arcade game. I have I played it before, but it was forever ago. And you're a standard, you know, you're one to one size, correct? But in order to see your opponent because you're so big, uh, you're just a wire frame. Uh, so it's like the old VR look. You know, it's a um, scan lines or something like that. So you have a wire outside and grid lines. Um, the response is really slow. I didn't realize how slow it was. So it was really hard for me to adapt just for the timing. So I got my ass handed to me. Uh, yeah, it was really. It's like man. And then my buddy, who's also really good at it, he's like, "Yeah, well, like kind of like step aside. Let me do it." I'm like, "All right, fine, man." And he got his ass handed to him. I'm like, "Ha! Fucking told you, dude. It wasn't just me. It wasn't you know. It's there's something off about the timing that yeah. Uh, um, you know, once you once you dial it in, then you're like, okay. But we're so used to the Nintendo responsiveness, and we've played that forever." So was this so, on an actual Nintendo or was this uh, emulated? This was a legit arcade. No, this is the original arcade machine. Oh, um, okay. Never so mind. They had, wow. they had a lot of stand-up actual arcade machines there. Okay. Um, so that's, uh, we got, a, you know, uh, with that, we got to play the old rival schools. Um, I don't know if you ever got a chance to play this. Uh, sorry, this is sorry a, just real quick. Um, so like, well, I mean, so real quick story. So when Dan Reichert was trying, when, but when he was on giant bomb, there was a point at which he tried to go and beat Mike Tyson. Cause he'd never done that as a kid. And he was like trying really hard and he was trying to like do it emulated or something like that. And it was, it was like impossible. And he had, he was talking about it on the podcast that he had to like, he was going to like start investing money and he was 
really debating about it, whether or not he was actually going to invest money into getting a CRT and stuff like that, because you have to have, cause it's such a pinpoint thing to be able to actually beat Mike Tyson in that game that you have to um, go back to the way it was actually played. Cause if you play it digitally or something like that, it, it screws it up. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting, but uh, yeah, go, go ahead and go on with that. Oh, no, that's, oh, that's fine. Um, I remember him talking about, it. I thought he actually was able to beat it consistently because i thought there was a bar in their area where if you play they let you play it and if you can play and beat it you get like a free bottle of champagne or something like that I, and they he did it a couple times i thought maybe uh, later but, it, but i could have sworn that because he was like on there going like i have like i've got it in my mind now i have to go back and beat i have to beat mike tyson like i never beat him okay. before i've got to do it but maybe i'm remembering wrong but anyway uh, you watched you. You were a fan longer before I was, so I'll, I'll trust you on that. Um, but no. Uh, so one of the other games I played was, like I said, Rival Schools. Uh, it was a uh, it's a fighting game, uh, early uh, you know three D modeling, and it's it's like loosely uh, it was uh, Catcom, so it was like loosely connected to Street Fighter, uh, meaning that they had a character crossover, which was uh, Sa- uh, Sakura, the um, the high school girl, uh, and her sister uh, is, an, is a character in there as well. And it's essentially about a bunch of high schools uh, duking it out to see who the top school, you know, top dogs are in the area. And that was, I remember having it on the PlayStation and it being a fun game. Uh, but I remember also there was, um, it was one of those things that like you, you, you hear going around the circuit. It might've just been because it was um, a low print, but also in the games you can find anywhere. And so I remember being a kid being like, uh, the rumor was they got pulled off the shelves because of school violence, uh, uh, you know, promoting high school violence against each other. And that was, yeah. of course, uh, post Columbine, probably. I, I'm trying to remember. It was roughly around the right time. And so like, oh, yeah, that's totally believable. So it could have been someone just made it up and or used that maybe thought that was an excuse. And that was just taken as fact back then because you had no way to fact check that. Yeah. Um, so day. it was just you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, in reality, it was probably just a limited run and it wasn't selling, you know, because they weren't selling a whole lot anyways. Uh, but yeah, that uh, played that um, had a good time with it. And then they had the old virtual cop. Um, didn't know if you ever. Yeah, it's like that I one. I remember renting. Yeah, I remember renting the Sega Saturn from a blockbuster and you had to give like a hundred dollar down like safety deposit yeah. and it was still really expensive it, and then we rent the game and we get the light guns uh and i played that one to high heaven <laughs> so uh because this, uh yeah played through the entire thing of that and it just brought back that was really nostalgic for me uh, dude virtual you know, cop i remember seeing that um i think it was virtual cop where it was like you know as a kid seeing that and just being like like that is the future you know like <laughs> Like I've like, I just like your brain couldn't even handle it going from, you know, 2d stuff to that, even though it, it still looks okay now, but it doesn't look as good as it did back, back then when it was fresh. It's crazy. Well, it, I mean, when it, that kind of 3d modeling, even though it's blocky and it looks ugly, uh, that was, that was the cyber future that you were always promised because, cyber. you know, exp- <laughs> You'd go because you, but back then you the the closest thing you had was um like lethal enforcers or like uh mad dog McGraw or something like that where it was the alien the area fifty one where you have um you know real photos of people coming up and shooting at you and then you know it's like and then you you got them down but it's all two D pop ups 
and then you had uh this which was you know when you shot you know they uh the enemies would react to where you shot them so if you shot them in the shoulder they like they jerk back properly um and yeah that was it had also kind of led the way for the future of um uh what was it uh not time splitters but time crisis uh time crisis because when like the enemies were about to shoot a circle comes down and then it lets you know that it was like it goes from like green to yellow to red and that's when they're about to shoot you so you have the extra warning but also uh added it amps it up a little bit like i gotta gun him down before he hits me um so that was always you know like i said that game was a lot of fun uh we went through they had like they have a easy medium and hard and you know different route different stages and so yeah we just sat there we are stood there and played the entire thing uh so good times uh and then uh one game that i didn't actually know existed and i'm super happy we played was dynamite cop uh (laughs) dynamite (laughs) dynamite cop is the um the u.s sequel to uh what was uh the diehard arcade game uh, I forget what I don't know what the actual Japanese was, but what they did is the original game came out and either they had it officially licensed or they just reskinned it when they brought it to America uh, for Die Hard. And essentially it's a, 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 a just a beat em up game. So it's a two player uh, 3D modeling beat em up uh, and you're running around. It had um, when it was the first one was brought to the US, you know, like I said, you're going in a big, you know, they kind of do the Nakatomi Plaza, but the enemy is completely different. The, the motivation is completely different. But yeah, you're, you're wife beater wearing John McClane and the uh, female sidekick, you know, just whoever that is. You're like, okay, you need a player too, and we're just going to make it a woman. Uh, and, you know, it's like, uh, this, this is a, a direct sequel where you could pick between one of, uh, one of three people. And, uh yeah it's just it's more of the same gameplay it's the same bad guy uh didn't really catch the motivations put behind it but instead of being in a building it's on a it's on a yacht and you're running through and as you're playing getting from one stage to the next uh the idea is uh sometimes they'll throw quick time events and that was really unique for the arcade game so it's like uh it, it'll just as you, you show your model running and it'll like hit uh kick so if you press kick and you succeed, your guy would do like a jump kick and knock the other dude out. And that just mean that just means you get to uh, skip that encounter or like uh, hit jump and then you'll like slide underneath a door or something like that. Uh, it's it was silly stuff, but quick time events were a brand new thing uh, back then. And so I was like, oh, dude, that's really neat. Have, uh, you know, I was like, you haven't really seen that in an arcade game before. Um, yeah, so this is it was it's a it's a really cheesy like bad guy and like set up but it was a fun it was a fun game uh, so i i was i like i never knew it existed i didn't know there's a sequel to the, the diehard game so yeah that was that was the uh, arcade games that i pretty much played and then I just happened to be playing a lot of taiko uh got taiko drum master on the uh, game pass uh went ahead and gave that a shot and uh they have a lot of decent songs on there uh turns out i don't mind playing uh taiko drum master on a keyboard <laughs> the uh, you know, obviously, uh, drums would be nice because I have it on the PlayStation 2, and those drums are a lot of fun. Uh, they, while we were over in Vegas, um, my buddy happened to have it on his Switch, so we also played it on the Switch. Uh, How was that, that one? I hate the Switch controllers with a passion, so the okay. game is automatically not as good, in my opinion. Um, okay. But, like, like uh, I mean, like, it's a drum game, so wouldn't it be better to have something like that or. 
like... you can use the motion controls uh i wouldn't i couldn't imagine using those reliably uh, now you know you can play it like this game also came out on playstation as well uh, and i have i own it on the playstation 4 uh, and you use the controllers and you can remap the buttons so like all face buttons and d-pad are like you can make it the red color and the shoulder buttons is blue or you can have the inside buttons um red and the outer buttons blue on the face pad so you can switch it up a quite a few different ways um and you know that's not bad uh my only problem is because of the joy cons if you use the um that little con- the dog face dock that like controller handle that you comes with um in general because on a xbox or a playstation controller the d-pad is in parallel with uh, and in line with the uh, D-pad and the number pad or the keep so those are the same. While Switch has them kind of off center, mm-hmm. and because they're off center, uh, it's really it's not as comfortable to like if you want to be like all right, this row like the inner buttons are bl- are red, the outer buttons are blue, uh, and then but because you're off center, it kind of it messes with your brain a little bit more. Uh, so I was not having as good of time. Uh, my buddy has a third-party controller, one of those, um, just like you know, Pikachu controller or something like that. But he, he had, uh, and that feels more like a normal controller. So he that was much, much more comfortable to use. Um, I, uh, but the game was all you know the Switch game. No, I noticed the differences. Uh, there are some song differences between the two. The Switch will let you unlock songs. So I'm like, oh, this song roster is not really that big. And then as you as you're beating new songs, they're unlocking more stuff like, okay, so there's a lot of, you know, like that's it. It's kind of nice that at least it's rewarding you for playing. Uh, But also, I'm kind of used to the idea of just having them all available to you right away. Uh, The Switch does have uh, song packs of DLC for you to buy, while like the PlayStation one and all other uh, territories, I'm pretty sure they have song packs. But in the US, you have to buy each song individually. Which can be, it, I th- I think it's a little more expensive. Also, uh, but you you're not buying. Usually, you're like, oh, there's two songs I want. The third song I don't want. So you're not getting any stuff you don't want. Mm. So it's a trade off. Um, but no, it's the Game Pass game is uh, because I have a nice keyboard. I'm like, oh, this is pretty responsive. This is pretty awesome. That's pretty and cool. uh, the the Switch one, uh, my buddy, after we played, like. Playing by yourself is okay, but playing with a friend is where it's at. And we played way longer than we we normally would have. We were also drinking a bit, so it made <laughs> so it more else. enjoyable as well. Well, I was going to um, ask: um, is is there a way to hook up like rock band drums or something to it? Uh, so on the PC, uh, there might be a workaround for that uh, with you know USB and interface. But like, what, as far as the Switch goes, they actually sell. Um, switch uh drums yeah that's what Uh, i was kind of getting at is like is there a extra controller that they sell just for this game the officially licensed ones uh go for about a hundred dollars um and you usually have to import those from japan uh they do make some third-party ones and i believe those run range roughly around fifty dollars okay so it's not terrible when you think about you know a new controller is usually about 50 bucks uh, but it is terrible when you think this is a proprietary thing. It's only going to be used for this specific game. Uh, then it's like, oh, that's a little harder of a pill to swallow. Yeah, if you had like a uh, family, what I've actually that, looked into. But if you had like a family where everyone was like with like a bunch of people who all love to play it, and somebody was playing it, you know, like not like you know the whole day, 
at some point, then you would be like, oh, this might be worth it. But yeah, I got my mother-in-law into the uh, the PlayStation one, okay. and I think it was PS2. Uh, so I had because I had both the old drums uh, for the PS2, and so I actually got her into it. And when we went overseas, she she would still have it, and she actually bought like those um, placemats you have in your kitchen for your like your glass, your silverware and stuff, your glassware. I mean, yeah. so in your dishes, so they don't slide. She put that down on the coffee table, so she can put the drum. So when she's hitting on the plastic drum, it doesn't slide across the coffee table. She's uh, a gamer. <laughs> it was funny, and so what I did is, like, what I want to do is, I want to get a PS2. Uh, converter to USB and see if I can use that on the PC because I think if I can do that, that would be worth it, even if it's like thirty bucks or something. Um, but no, I Taiko is a lot of fun. Uh, it, was, it was always an expensive game to play ar- at the arcades in Japan. Uh, then you'd see those the hardcore kids who would have their like drumsticks. They would you know, they'd have like modified um, actual drumming drumsticks so, like with extra tape on the end so they don't cause damage on the surface. But yeah, the, those kids, they would bring them from home and just go to town. I'm like, oh, dude, that is that is pretty hardcore. Wow. Uh, that's pretty awesome. So, yeah, that that's it for what I've been playing. Uh, how about yourself, man? Cool, man. So I've been playing uh, the PC port of God of War 2018. Uh, Dad of War, as it is often referred to. Yeah, that's what I called it. Um. And uh, this game's, I mean, <laughs> newsflash, this game's really good. Um, I really, I really enjoyed it. I knew I would, you know, and, uh, you know, back in 2018, it won a bunch of awards, um, game awards for best story and best overall and all that stuff. Um, I'm not even quite nine hours in. Um, I've done a couple of extra stuff, so I would be further along probably in the story if I had just gunned it. But, but um, that's a testament to kind of how, good some of the puzzles are uh that they do a good job of leading you and like putting the puzzles that you don't have to do right there as you're going along so you're like oh i can just i can just do this one real quick you know and so uh so it's it's good for that stuff um the story is is good so far i know it gets kind of i know it gets um there's more to it uh i'll just say but i haven't gotten to those places yet um so a little bit about me and God of War in general as a series. I didn't play them much growing up. Um, they were rated M, and I wasn't allowed to play M-rated games when I oh, could. Bad. <laughs> well, I know, dude. It's like, like, just, just stupid. <laughs> um, and then the games that would be rated M, like Halo, was rated M because of like alien blood and like a little bit of like human blood. I was like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Um, but I, when I did finally get to play them at friends' houses and stuff for a little bit, those old God of War games, I didn't really like them. They were like really like the term button mashy doesn't really fit, but it's like in the truest sense of the word, like you had to hit the same button like 50,000 times to make something happen. You're like, Oh, like that. And I, I get it, but I didn't like that. Um, I didn't. Like I didn't find that entertaining as much as I I played it. Maybe if I had time to play it more, I would have enjoyed it. I also didn't like Kratos back then as he just wasn't really a likable character to me. The games didn't hit me, didn't catch me straight away. So I didn't really appreciate them back then. But I always heard people say, oh, they're so good. Oh, it's so good. And I was like, oh, okay. 
So, you know, this God of War, I went, I've been wanting to play it for a long time, but I didn't have a, a PlayStation. Um, so I was really glad to pick this up. Just um, a little bit on the PC port aspect of it. It's seemed good to me uh, so far. I haven't had any problems to speak of except for one time it, uh, I opened it up and it was stuttering really bad. And then I realized I had DaVinci Resolve open and I was like, I bet that is probably taking up too many resources. So I closed that and immediately it's stuttering in a way. So I don't even count that as a point against it. Just something that happened. Um, it looks good. It plays well. They do. They've been doing a couple patches. Uh, they've done at least probably three since, since I, since I got it. Um, Right, right when it came out and uh those have been um i guess for like it's, it's good that they're supporting it i guess is what, what i want to say with that um yeah man like i, I think the you know it it does a really good job story-wise as i've seen so far of humanizing this mindless brute without giving without you know giving up the farm of like, so to speak, of like Kratos being a hard man to know and without giving up his toughness, without giving up kind of uh, really his one dimensionality. Like they really do a good job of being like, this is a one dimensional dude and we're going to show, or at least he tries to be that way. That's what he thinks he is. And we're going to show you um, that he's not. And um so I'm I'm excited to play the rest of it. Uh, I'm probably gonna have to gun it through the story and just quit um, playing around with any of the extra stuff because there's a lot of games coming out uh, that I really want to play. Um, so I don't know how much further I'm gonna get in this. I I I, I do want to get through the story. I, I do. I will go ahead and commit to getting through the story because uh, it should only be about 20 hours, is what I read on how long to beat. Um, so hopefully I'm about you know, a quarter, a little over a quarter of the way through, um, at the very least and can see it. Cause I, I know I've heard that it's really good. Yeah. I found the game, uh, totally worth going through, for, uh, to the end and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I did get the, um, the platinum, uh, the only real challenge I had was, uh, there's an optional boss fight essentially, uh, which I won't say anything so it won't spoil, but it was uh, that one was kicking my teeth in. Uh, that was brutal. Uh, it took a long while. I had to respec because uh, they do have leveling up elements or to a certain extent. So I had to I had to change some stuff up. And when I a couple times, and eventually I got like, but yeah, it's like, and then you start rem- memorizing the pattern to a certain bit. Uh, but that was just an option. It's literally an optional boss fight. Most people don't get to it until after they beat the game anyways. Uh, I did it beforehand just because I was stubborn that way. And, you know, that g- game, though, is really good. Uh, you know, it's I played it on the uh, PS4 and uh, it was, yeah, you should at least very minimum see the story through, especially since the new one's coming out. But uh, they, yeah, he, he, about his one dimensionality. Uh, yeah, they do the whole... You know, I, I'm trying to be a tough dad, and I'm gonna slowly try to put my hand on your shoulder. Oh, oh I pull away. Nope, it's not, I can't. I can't. I can't show my softness. Uh, I'm too hard for that. And yeah, you know, but it's it, mean, they they do it like twice really early on, and they haven't done it in a while. And I mean, it is a little bit like 
I guess in your face, but it's also, I don't know. It, it worked for me. I, I think. Uh, don't just, uh, there, there's a little bit in the second act where, uh, the child acts like a brat. And so you're like, just make it past that. Like it's a little hump. You're like, okay, yeah, I get it, kid. I'm getting, um, I think I'm in that part right now. Cause he's getting a little snarky. We're down below in this really dark area that we've gone through before, but, but it's dark now and there's different puzzles and stuff. So and he's being like kind of a little brat, but it's also kind of merited, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's, you know, like I said, the, they, the writing in it's just solid. And they do one of the best things is like when they do side tangents, like you're, you're rowing the boat and let's kill some time by telling a story. And then you make it, you make it to your sh- spot or something happens. Uh, well, next time you go there, they'll be like, okay, where did we leave off? All right. And then they actually continue. I'm like, oh, that's great. Cause I always hate that. And then like an open world game or something like that where, they're in the middle of talking and then all of a sudden something comes up and then they just stop. I'm like, and then you'll never like get to hear that finish that, that little quip or um, story ever again. So they do a good job of continuing where they left off. Yeah, they, they really do. Um, it's, uh, it, it's probably the best way that you can, ha- you can handle that. It is a little awkward sometimes. Um, but I don't know of a better way to handle it. Cause sometimes I just, I just, uh, they'll be in the middle of a story and I'll be pressing B to, to pull up to the shore and it'll he'll just it'll it'll really you know pull pull like ah, shut 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 the fuck up <laughs> and then go on, um, but but it's it, it, they do they do it the best way you possibly could I think um, the the battle system was messing me up. I mean I'm not playing it on. There's like a bunch of different settings. There's like give me a story. There's like regular. There's like hard, and there's like this is God of War. Well, I'm playing on like regular, and um, it's. You know, the battle system was messing me up early on, uh, but I kind of got it figured out now. I, um, now that I've kind of specced more to be uh, properly and kind of memorized what I need to be hitting. Um, I will say that when the, there's like a yellow circle that comes up whenever someone's about to strike you and you can, and you can block their hit or something like that. And I get that like a third of the time. But there's a good portion of the time where I'm like, I feel like I hit that and it's not giving it to me. So I don't know. I guess I need, I mean, I'm not particularly good at games, so I guess it's, it's my fault. I just need to get better at it. But how, about, how did you feel about that? Did you feel like the combat was ever, I don't know, less than perfect? Uh, I found the combat was better than it had been in the God of War series. I, th- I felt, uh, I honestly, I don't, th- I beat one and two. I don't think I ever actually beat three. Uh, and I played whatever one for the PSP, I think, or some crap like that. Um, so I've played most of them, uh, button mashy. I is close to how you would describe it. Um, uh, cause it's just, you know, the, even, even opening the chest, you know, cause it's all about the rage. And so he would, you'd have to smash X just to flip open a chest in the originals. Uh, so, this this was handled far better than any of the others i honestly don't remember having a particularly difficult time with the combat um i've also played a few more games that are in the same vein uh mm-hmm. at the time more recently so that's like all right uh it wasn't it wasn't really out of the wheelhouse i'm like okay this is our uh, the combat was just solid um i didn't feel anything I didn't feel like anything was working against me, I should say. Um, it, but also, I don't remember anything being particularly like I 
like I remember the story by the end of the day. I honestly didn't don't remember much about the combat. Okay. It was forgettable. Yeah, um, except for that, except for that last boss fight. That that was like once again kicking my teeth in. Uh, I, th- I think I must have just needed to kind of respect because by the time I got to the lake, I was, you know, I was able to beat some of the normal enemies, you know, but they did do quite a bit of damage. Um, uh, anyway, it, it's it, and then I was clicking on, there was. I was touching this like black, you know, orb cloud and it would open up and bring out like these three enemies that were really hard. And I didn't realize for all the longest time that I didn't need to engage with those. Like they were some kind of bonus thing. And so, yeah. So there, there's, there's literally going to be ones that you, uh, that you pull out. And if you do it early on, uh, insta death, just like one hit and you're done. Okay. Well, so good. Just, then, uh, just wait. Just you know, don't be afraid to run away from those, yeah, yeah. or just reload and just be like, "I'll come back to you later." Because uh, that's what happened to me is I I did the same thing because I'm stubborn and I like to try to go, like even if it was like, one of them was a two man team and they were just brutal and I'm like, I'm gonna beat my face into this wall because I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, beat you while being under leveled and I don't think I ever did and then I, of course then when I came back later I'm like, okay, now I have to do all of these because I have to prove that I'm better than this game. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, for that section, I would have appreciated it if, you know, the kid said like, cause he'll help you sometimes with like in, with information, uh, kind of uh, suggesting stuff to you. I kind of wish he had said like, um, Hey, we could do this later, you know, or we should do this later. Um, just so you are like, Oh, the game doesn't, this is an extra challenge. The game wants me to backtrack too. He wouldn't but, listen to the boy. <laughs> well, like, like, yeah, I guess I, I suppose that story wise, um, there is one part where I did backtrack and I thought it was where I was supposed to be going. Um, and it ended up being, it ended up being useful because I was able to open up some chests and stuff that I hadn't been able to get to before. But as we go back, the kid says like, there's no way, like there's no way through this way. And then, uh, or like we're not supposed to be going this way, or something. And then Kratos goes, "I know that." <laughs> and it's like, okay, that's that's very well handled, very well handled. Um, excellent yeah. game, definitely, definitely. I'm enjoying it so far, um, and I will hopefully be able to uh, play the rest of it at some point and check back in. That voice actor is the guy from. Um, he's in Stargate SG One. He's the um, the alien on their team. And I can't remember his name now, both of the character or the um, the, the actual actor. Yeah, uh, he has the the emblem in the forehead. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's funny, though, because I'll, I'll call to my son and I'll I'll say I'll yell at his I'll call his name or something that he just will not pay attention to me. Then I yell, boy, and he turns around and looks at me. I'm like, it works. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. That's too good. OK, um, that's all I got to say about God of War. Um, so we have one more thing before we get to news. Um, so last time Joe threw down the gauntlet, issued a challenge of sorts for me to play a game. Um, you had me, you were having me play sleeping dogs, Uh, quick report on that. I haven't got to play much of it, but I have started it. I am about two hours in and I will save all of my opinions for, next week when I have played uh, a lot more of it. Um, but uh, now it is time for me to return the favor 
Um, and uh, do to you what you have done to me. Um, so I have a couple different categories for you to choose from. Okay. I with the, and I don't know if you've. I know you haven't played some of these. I'm pretty sure, but I'm also think you probably have played some of these. So we'll just go through and do our best. Um, I have taken account how much or rather how little time you have. Uh, in your everyday life, like every other, every other adult, especially one with a child, uh, and a wife, um, has, but, uh, some of these, so some of these, so these should all be pretty short and sweet, easy enough to, to beat in a reasonable amount of time. So the, your first three, uh, categories to choose from are, um, let's say, a short and sweet puzzle game or a strategy game or an indie action role-playing game. Let's go with the uh, action role-play, the indie action role-play. Yeah, I'm curious about that. Okay. Have you ever played Bastion? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, <laughs> I've crushed Bastion. Okay, I've I've played that. I I own the soundtrack. Played it on multiple systems. So yeah, that's that's a damn good game. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that was actually the longest one uh, of the ones I picked. Um, so we're gonna remove that indie action role playing game. Right. Um, and so it's a strategy or a puzzle, something puzzle game. And unless, unless wait, you have something wait, to slot into wait. the third slot, I do. I do. Um, so, uh. Short and sweet puzzle okay. with with story. I'll say with story. Um, strategy. And then the new one I'm going to put in is also a puzzle game to me, but not in the way that you would think. I'm intrigued by that one, but I'm, I'm going to say let's go with number one. Okay. Short and sweet story puzzle game. Have you ever played Inside? Um, that was the, was it play Black, dead or same, yeah, same guys as that's limbo. Their second, it's their second game, right? The after it's like after limbo. Yes. Okay. Uh, no, I actually haven't gotten around to playing that one. All right. So I played this game last summer. Um, I did it all in one session. I think it's between three and four hours. Uh, you don't have to do it in one session, but, but you can, um, this, I, I, do think that you should play it. This is the game that I challenge you to play short and sweet. And, um, it's very good. It's very good. Okay. So I'm going to ask for extra credit on this and I'm going to say, what was your number three? Cause I think I can do inside. It's just one of those things that I, um, I, yeah, I think I can do inside beforehand. So I just want some extra credit here because next week we'll see how it goes. But yeah. So what's number three. Okay. Mm, I don't know if I don't know how I feel about this because I feel like <laughs> oh, if, that's fine. I feel like if I say what it is, then the challenge is there. Um, so I I don't know. Um, I, there's there may I'm be afraid that. of the strategy one because I'm yeah. You know, but you said you said you took my time into consideration. But when you say strategy, my brain automatically goes to something like a four X game, and I'm like, no, I don't have time for Civ or anything like that. It's not. It's not Civ. It's not like Starcraft. It it is strategy, but it's not like it's not like 
live strategy or whatever. Um, I'm going to put an asterisk here okay. for the future in case I want to cry foul at some point. But the with, with the puzzle game that I'm talking about that you wouldn't really think of as a puzzle game is have you ever played the first or Hitman 2016? Okay, yes, I have. Okay, so how, so did you do the, like, did you... The challenges? Did you go deep on a level? Uh, no, I did bare bones. I okay. didn't go, like, I didn't flush out every, you know... So my, so my caveat to this one, because cause it's kind of, it's kind of long if you, if you play, just play it straight through. And I don't think it's, I don't think Hitman is that good until you get into the, they're called escalation missions and, and the other special missions. And I was going to challenge you to go through the game and pick one level that you really liked and then go through as many escalation missions as you could and, and try okay. to really flesh flesh one out that was going to be my other one so if you have already played it then then yeah you could probably do this you probably could do this too yeah um i i played it uh shortly after um you got into it and you're you're the one who got me into this actually because you were streaming it for a little bit and yeah that's that what made me interested in the uh that 26 or was it 2016 jeez was it that long ago it was yeah (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so for sure. All right. Uh, because, you know, all right, I'll do what I can and I'll, this will be interesting. All right. Yeah. Just, just pick a level and try to like figure out every aspect of it because I, I, I mean, feel like everyone's just, gonna, that would just be Sapienza, right? Everyone picks Sapienza. That's the most, that's everyone's favorite. Sapienza is good. Sapienza. That's, <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. Okay. Sapienza is good. But, um, <laughs> but like, uh, uh, pick it because that's that's the where the real hitman is it's like holy shit the stuff you can actually do and where the way stuff connects it just blows your mind um all right so escalations i, I, I pulled i, I asked for extra credit you gave it yeah so so there you go uh but i think that's pretty doable especially since you've already played it so you can just go in and start deep diving on that um so that's it for games before we get to news do you want to take a break uh, yeah, sure. Let's go ahead and take a little break and uh, then we can come back and knock out the news. Okay, sounds good. See you in a minute. Okay, and we're back. Um, so the challenge has been issued and now we're going to jump into the news. Um, not a whole lot that really caught my eye. I uh, hope I didn't miss anything big. I don't think I did. Uh, the only thing that um, really... Uh, caught my eye (laughs) is uh the nintendo direct happened a few days ago as of this recording um i think it was wednesday thursday somewhere in there um and uh so there's there's a few things in it that i wanted to go over all in all this nintendo direct is definitely not as impactful as as the last one um but but there's some some stuff in here um i guess the biggest thing to me is uh, triangle strategy um, is coming out. This is from the same guys that made or uh, adjacent. I think it's the same the same developer crew that made Octopath Traveler. Um, so the the visual layout of it is pretty cool. I've heard that the that the the battle system and the kind of the gimmick of the game is is really good. Um, hot take. Uh, 
triangle strategy is a fucking terrible name for a game. Um, well, just to let you know, when they when they first came out with the demo, uh, the name was uh, Project Triangle Strategy, and it was like name not yet determined. So, I mean, they decided to drop the project. So that was an improvement, I must say. But it's like, I mean, because they said the same thing about Octopath Traveler. It's like, it's just a description of of what the game is rather than being, I don't know. I just like, there's... There's they no... love game. They love names like that. You got bravely defaults. I mean, yeah, I just <laughs> like that sucks. I mean, give me something to hold on to, like that's a uh, story was well, whatever. Um, but I just downloaded the demo, so I will be playing that. Um, I'm highly considering getting it in, getting it in March. We'll see. Um, but it it is. Uh, I think it's one of the bigger games that's coming out in March, at least to me. Um, but we'll see about that. So, uh, anyway, I'll probably report back in on that at some point. Um, next up, uh, Chrono Cross, which I care about. They are getting a remaster of the original game, including a, um, Radical Dreamers, which is the kind of the, it's not really a prequel, but it's like a, uh, uh, it's kind of a proof of concept for Chrono Cross, um, when you it's a funny story um so the the battle music for a chrono cross is often maligned it's like the worst track on an otherwise it's like a terrible track on an otherwise brilliant all-time legendary soundtrack um and it's unfortunate because the battle music is what you hear the most of any song um but i think <laughs> uh i'm gonna get a little bit weird here but the most funny and probably apt <laughs> description uh, that I've ever heard is someone said on Reddit that it sounds like you're being raped by clowns in hell. <laughs> and it's pre- that's pretty spot on. Uh, I love Chrono Cross and I don't even really hate the music that or that that song that much, but it's pretty <laughs> accurate. Um, so Radical Dreamers. Uh, I watched a streamer play some of this, uh, a speedrunner play some of this one time, and that song, the battle song, was in Radical Dreamers, and I was like, I was like, okay, because it made a lot more sense on like from like a Nintendo or like a Super Nintendo context. Anyway, so it was like, okay, now it kind of makes sense why they decided to keep it because I wanted to pay homage to Radical Dreamers, but it's kind of a mess up. Anyway, um, I probably won't play this, but it's cool that they are doing a remaster. Um, I kind of wish it was a full remake, but, you know, um, that remains to be my wish. Um, Another remake that they're coming out with is Front Mission. Um, They are, uh, so they're doing uh, several of the Front Missions the first one is coming this summer and they're going to be doing two and three. I think I played front mission four on the PlayStation two. I think it was front mission four. That's the only one that I really got into. Um, and I really liked that game. It, I did fizzle on it. I didn't beat it. Um, but those games are pretty cool. And the footage that they have of it did make it look pretty nice. I'm not going to lie. It looked I was like, ah, oh, this this definitely looks updated, and um, so I might check that out. It depends on time, and you know, we'll just see how much how much there is of it. 
Um, so going on, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, uh, this is a new game and it's coming out September, 2022. So this year later, um, I doubt that I'll play this, but I might, if I need something for my switch, um, we'll see, but, uh, I've heard that they're good. So, you know, we'll see about that. Do you have any interest in, in Xenoblade Chronicles? It came out, I think, originally on the Wii U or something like that, or was it uh, 3DS? I, either way, I didn't own the system, so I kind of just glazed over it. And then they came out like with the uh, with a remaster or something, or an HD version or something for I think uh, a while back. And I, it's I don't know, it's one of those things that I wish I had the time to. Uh, I just JRPGs and that that scope and that grand scheme. It's just that is a, asking a lot of commitment, and I just cut my losses. I'm like, I mean, it. The high school me who had a lot more free time would have ate this up hands down. I think it. You know, I know a lot of people who play it really like it. Um, I'm I'm honestly just not going to touch it. Yeah, I guess we'll just see. You know how it goes. Um, another thing is uh, a game called Live Alive. Or live alive, as it's as it's said, it's a Japanese game that was previously unreleased in the United States. Um, it's supposed to be good. They're bringing it to Switch in the United States. Uh, I don't remember really what this game is about and what it looks like, but I do remember that I did like what I saw. I was like, okay, this looks kind of cool, and maybe you know, I might engage with it. I don't know. Um, and then there is a uh, I kind of skimmed through this Nintendo Direct because there wasn't really that much that was that was uh, catching my eye. But there is a Tyco game coming, either that or it's DLC. Um, so uh, I wanted to go to you as our resident Tyco ex- expert to ask if if uh, which it is, if or if you know. Uh, it's the latest, uh, according to what I see here. It's um. So this is, I think, the previous one was drumming fun for the one that we just i the one i just played on the switch uh i think it's like taiko no tatsujin uh drumming fun i think it was and this one's going to be um uh it's taiko no tatsujin colon uh rhythm festival so it's supposed to be the latest in the uh series and that one doesn't have a release date uh they talk about some of the songs they have on there so they have some uh the theme from Zelda and a few other things they end up talking about, like supposed to have uh, over 500 access to 500 songs. Uh, but that's with the, um, uh, there's supposed to be like an in-game subscription. Allegedly. Uh, I actually didn't get a chance to re or to see the direct. So it was just kind of, I only had a chance to really skim over a little bit of the, uh, the articles and, uh, but this is supposed to be a whole new thing. So that's, uh, there's that, uh, and cool. the other, there's a few things that I wanted to put down on here, uh, that I thought was worth noting. Um, so they did talk about, they seem to have updated some information about the, uh, Advance Wars one and two remake, uh, called the Advance Wars one and two, uh, reboot camp. And so that's, uh, April 8th is the date they have for that right now. Uh, they also announced, uh, portal. Um, companion collection and 
that just has a uh, currently just a, a 2022 release date. Uh, so no real other information outside of that other than, you know, it's the idea of doing um, uh, multiplayer uh, with uh, Portal is going to be interesting, uh, especially since I think they said, I thought I read that it's supposed to be a uh, split screen. You can, you can do a number of things, but split screen is supposed to be one of the things you can do. And I guess, uh, I don't know, I guess I maybe I'm underselling the Switch. I just think it's uh, it wouldn't be powerful enough to do it unless if they minimalize uh, some of the effects and whatnot. Uh, but I love me some Portal. And the two-player stuff in Portal 2 was a lot of fun. Uh, you can murder each other just for fun. And because you're robots, you just get rebuilt. You know, here's your new, your, your new uh, avatar. So... Yeah, uh, did not see that coming at all. So the fact that you know uh, they're doing a portal game for it is really cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think it. I mean, you lower it down to 720p, and then you probably take out some artifacts, do a little bit of whoop de doo developer magic, and yeah, maybe it can run pretty well. Uh, hopefully, those are those are pretty old games, came out before the Switch. You know, so maybe they uh, can yeah make make it work. Well, I think they're doing something special. They're they probably they'll probably tweak it something special for you know for the Switch, knowing Nintendo. Um, but then there's uh, there's also Earthbound uh, slash Earthbound Beginnings, uh, and let's see. Uh, I don't know anything else about this. I just this is just a title that I just found like thirty seconds ago, and yeah. I love me Earthbound as well. Uh, Earthbound was a great game for the uh, original uh, Super Nintendo, and uh, that was Earthbound was Mother Three in the series for. The, as confusing as that crap is um i remember the game came out uh and it was the weirdest packaging because it came out you had the cartridge but also had a t-shirt uh it came everyone every game came with a t-shirt back then um and i think the strategy guide was also in it um or people often either that or a lot of people ended up buying the strategy guide but with that the strategy guide the most noted thing about that is in the back you had your enemy listing and they were scratch and sniff enemies. Oh. So you, you, you get to, you, you see their little pixel icon of what the enemy was. You scratch it, and you get to actually smell what they smelled like. Uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was a different time for sure. Uh, but uh, that game was it was a neat RPG because it was set in like you know modern suburbia America, uh, and. So your weapon, you know, like you, you hear a crash and like, you're like, I'm going to check it out. And it turns out to be like a crater and like, oh, you find out it's like, you know, UFO or something. And you end up fighting these like monsters and stuff like, you know, that kind of pop up here and there. And your weapon, a baseball bat, as it should be, you know, yeah, makes sense. Uh, oh, that, that game was so good. Uh, so if anyone ever gets it, you know, like, I don't know if this is just a remake or but because it says, uh, you know, Earthbound uh, Beginnings, uh, I'm not sure if this is supposed to be a redone version of like Mother One or it's, what. I have no idea. Two so, it's two different games. I don't know what Beginnings is, but it, they did show it like Earthbound and then Earthbound Beginnings as like a separate thing that are coming. Um, they, they are remasters. I did see a little bit of this. It just looks like Earthbound, but... Um, all right, it could be Mother One then, because it, it might be the original like Famicom yeah. or Nintendo version. I think it is, um, and which means that uh, you'd have like you know one and three probably, uh, which I'm super excited about. So yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of excited about this um, a little bit. 
I'd like to play Earthbound. I don't know if I will get a, the, the 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 actual time to, but um, at least it's there, um, so you don't have to to um, emulate it or whatever. Um, so that's that's kind of nice. But yeah. A uh, question for you: Do you know anything about the uh, the new Fire Emblem uh, Three Hopes uh, that they mentioned? Because uh, I played a little bit of Three Houses. Um, I just I couldn't keep up with it all the way. I made it like to the latter half, I guess. Um, and it's just coincidentally enough, uh, the my buddy who I was traveling with uh, to Vegas, he actually restarted uh, Fire Emblem from the from scratch, the Three Houses. Oh wow! And so that he that was his. Um, his gameplay, the main thing he was doing when we were like downtime back at the the hotel. Uh, so wow. I just have, you know, is this, uh, do you know anything about it? Is this a direct sequel or more? Is it more DLC? Cause they I, came out with a few of them. I think you... it's just DLC. I th- okay. I, I think it's just DLC. I clicked kind of through it. it. I mean, I would love to play that game, but it's really long and there's so much else that's coming out, but I really, but maybe I'll make time for it eventually, but um, especially if it's on the switch, maybe I can just leave it. Um, ju- just kind of play it around the house and before bed a little bit at a time for a year and maybe finish it. finally. But it's really fun. I, it's, I, it's, it's really fun. And I used my, um, a buddy of mine, let me play his copy. That's how I got as far as I did. Uh, I have one of those blank amiibo like, uh, units where you can just, uh, you know, plug into USB and just download an, the amiibo like image onto it. Yeah, and so I use that to get all the you know bonuses or whatever you needed for it. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I love to play it. I, I don't know about this DLC though. I think it's DLC. It didn't have the pomp and circumstance of a new game. I can tell you that. Um, and it didn't look like anything more than what we already kind of have. Um, but uh, you know, if you're into that, if you're into um, fire emblem then you're probably going to be into this new stuff coming out all right cool um so that is it for the news um signal boost uh i've got something i have been using this app called OneNote for a long time um it's uh from microsoft um so i do a lot of dungeon mastering um, I, I run a game, uh, a weekly game, and then I'm also in, a player in another game. Um, and then I also do a lot of kind of writing, uh, note taking for, you know, what I think about different games and the, you know, f- uh, for the podcast and then, um, just other stuff like that. Um, and, and recording workouts and stuff. And one note has been really, really great for me, um, for the past two years or so, uh, it's from Microsoft. It's free. It's simple. They don't overdo it. They don't, you know, it's awesome. It does have some glitches though. And it is, and it is getting, it is a little bit bare, bare bones, um, which is what I've needed. But recently I've come across this, this app and I guess it's been around for a while. I just had no reason to change. It's called notion. And it, it takes a lot of the simplicity of OneNote, um, and and keeps it, but it improves a lot of the organization stuff. So I recently switched over to Notion because um, I heard it was kind of good. So I tried it out, and it's it kind of has a little bit of a high learning curve. Uh, as simple as it is, there's a, a lot of options, and they kind of overwhelm you with it, honestly. 
at first, but I guess they're trying to give you a reason to switch. Um, but I recently switched to that. And uh, if so if you're somebody who's into note-taking or you need to take some kind of notes or, or writing in general, Notion um, is pretty cool. I could go into all the reasons that it's cool, but it's uh, definitely worth checking out. And it's free for sure. It has a free version. I, don't, I haven't even seen anything about what it costs to upgrade to some kind of paid version. I don't even know what that would be. So that's how little they have pushed that, if that tells you anything, um, which I, I count that as being really good. But anyway, so that is my signal boost. Um, anyway, Joe, if you got nothing, then uh, that is going to do it for the podcast. Yeah, uh, that's it for me. Uh, just, you know, I'm glad to be back. Uh, fun having the vacation, but it's also traveling wears you out. So, uh, you know, despite having very little sleep, I'm very happy to be doing this. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you're, you're a trooper, and I'm really glad that you're able to tough it out with as little sleep as you've gotten. Um, I hope that you can get some in the very near future. <laughs> um, well, yep. Well, with that, the pod has been cast, um, and we will uh, see you guys next time. Yeah. Take it easy, guys. All right. Bye.